This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review American Hustle. I, I believe that you should treat people the way that you want to be treated. Didn't mm-hmm. Jesus say that? Yeah. Right. Also, always take a favor over money. I think Jesus said that as well. But I don't know if he said the second one. <laughs> he might have said the first one. Everybody thought, oh, Richie DeMasso's going to stay in the office. I'm outside on the field. I got people working for me. My ideas. I'm running the show. I'm the quarterback, and I'm not going to settle. It's not for me to say. He wasn't necessarily in good shape, and he had this comb over that was rather elaborate. He had this confidence that drew me to him. My father, he taught me to believe that all people are good and to be good to all people. Life is ridiculous. And you know that I would never say anything bad about your father in front of you, but your father is a sick son of a bitch. Daddy's a sick son of a bitch? Don't repeat that. But yes. Hey, play your part. Fine. You play your part. to find a way to survive and you knew your choices were bad but you had to survive we were so successful for so long because we kept it just small enough if you're that successful how come you wound up in this room with me right now taking orders from me welcome to low earth orbit episode 25 i'm steve marman i'm scott stevenson i'm justin voss and today we're going to talk about the movie american hustle so this is a new movie directed by david o russell he also wrote the film and he's probably best known for previously writing and directing Silver Linings Playbook, uh, The Fighter, and I Heart Huckabees. And this movie stars Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, and Jennifer Lawrence in a story about con men, the FBI, and the mafia in 19, late 1970s New Jersey. And with that, let's see what everybody thinks. Scott, what do you think? Uh, so I didn't have any real particular expectations going into the movie other than it was getting a lot of buzz um and it didn't really seem like my kind of kind of story i guess that i'd be interested in so ultimately i really liked it it was really well really well made the acting was fantastic and the writing it took a lot of twists and turns i wasn't expecting the i guess the only thing i would i could say bad about it is that it's not the type of story that i, I really got myself pulled into you know i was kind of it's one of these things where I feel like I'm, I'm kind of watching it from the outside and like saying, oh, yeah, in there is a really cool thing happening. But I, it wasn't a very kind of personal story for me. So it wasn't it wasn't sort of um, uh, maybe one of my favorite movies ever, but it was really well done. And I enjoyed watching it. So what do you think, Justin? Uh, so I remember we watched the trailer, I think, together, possibly for our trailers episode. Is that when we watched this or maybe not? I don't know. I don't remember. I know. I, I know we watched it together. Yeah, I'm positive yeah. we watched the trailer together. And I just, I was like, oh, that looks good. And then immediately forgot all the details. I forgot who was in it. I forgot what the promise of the plot was. Not that the trailer, I guess, gives much of that away. But I kind of went in, you know, sort of as a blank slate to this. And I liked it. I like movies where, you know, the plot is cons or heists and stuff like that and how it gets all twisty and complicated mm-hmm. and I liked it. I thought it, I thought it was good. I thought everybody did a good job with their roles. Yeah, I, I liked it. Cool. Yeah, I, um, I I was sort of excited about the film. I also like con movies in general, and and like, I, like you said, as both mentioned, the acting was phenomenal. Like Jennifer Lawrence 
This always doesn't. I mean, I've only seen her two movies, uh, both David O. Russell movies. And so either she's <laughs> he can just direct her like nobody else, or she's just an amazing actress. I'm not sure which, but she did a phenomenal job. So did Amy Adams and Christian Bale, and pretty much almost all the cast. And I really thought the characters were were interesting and really like multidimensional and quirky. And you know, I was very, I was always really intrigued to see what they were going to do. But uh, for all that, I didn't enjoy the movie. Hmm. And this is like one of those those kind of movies where like. I, I think I feel like I should like it. You know, I, I wanted to like it. It seemed to have all the right ingredients. It wasn't all that predictable, and the characters were interesting. But it it sort of felt like the the characters were the right right, but the movie was wrong. Like I didn't I didn't want them to be doing what they were doing. Like I didn't I didn't care about the the overall you know plot and the story mm-hmm. and the the mob. And I don't really like mob movies all in general. And and I, I didn't really ever feel like I was really rooting for anyone. You know, I was kind of intrigued at what they would do, and they did a, you know a great job when they were on screen. You know acting you know their their crazy characters out but i didn't wasn't really really rooting for anyone any success of any particular character you know and i've been trying to figure out like why why that is um and at first i thought well maybe it's because none of them really have very good intentions you know they're all just kind of in it for to make some money and they all do a bunch of really bad things and even the fbi don't aren't really like you know, have the purest of motivations and you know they're just kind of just kind of get ahead in their own jobs and that's kind of the message in the movie right like i think he even says that in the voiceover yeah like everybody's hustling yeah but then i thought well i just recently finished watching house of cards which also is full of characters mm-hmm. who are all just climbing over each other to go and try and get ahead and more prestige and more power and don't and do terrible appalling things and yet i I was I really enjoyed House of Cards and I was you know just I couldn't you know every every episode was just like you know I couldn't wait to watch the next episode figure out what was happening and I just had a hard time trying to like put my finger on what it was that made that so much more compelling just and this one I just felt like I, you know it felt like I didn't I didn't really care and I didn't and it, it, the movie felt really long because I just stopped caring about the plot about two thirds of the way through and I realized I didn't really care who won or who was conning who anymore. And so I'm, I'm still trying to figure out like why that is. I think I think it had a very similar reaction. I think if had it not been for the fantastic acting, I would have been pretty bored with the movie. But it was like I was sort of like, okay, well, I don't I don't really know if I should be invested in the story or not. But on the other hand, I'm watching these people and they're really really good at what they're doing. So I was like in it for that. I was kind of I was kind of like, oh yeah, there's a story back here somewhere. I, I get it. It's kind of interesting. But really, I'm here for the acting and like in particular. Christian Bale, I was not expecting to deliver that kind of performance. And it was really, really good. It, everybody, Amy Adams, Jennifer Lawrence, I feel like, it, I, I almost feel like she, I wish she was on screen more because, you know, she's always kind of bring something else to the scene. And they, she wasn't, because she wasn't one of the leads. Mm-hmm. She wasn't on screen a whole bunch. But yeah, the same thing, the other thing that occurred to me is that it, it, in a way it kind of felt almost like a play that was, that was put together as a movie and that, in a play, at least the ones I've seen, it's always sort of the the visceral reaction you get from the actors. Depending on the play, there's sometimes a really good story and a really bad story, but it kind of rises and falls based on the performance of the actors. I felt like that was that was the case here. I don't know if you had that kind of, that impression. It seems like this would have worked well as a play. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I, I thought it would have worked better as a screwball comedy. Take these screwball, take these yeah. crazy characters no, and their crazy acting and yeah. just let them do even more crazy. Because yeah. it was like this the whole thing, which I think I failed to forgot to mention, was actually based on real events. Mm-hmm. It felt like they were taking these characters who were sort of larger than life, yeah. putting them in sort of a real life story. You know, they maybe could have been even greater if they would have just been allowed to be even more absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I, which more like I Heart Huckabees, 
which is which is ingenious. It's almost like too clever for its own good. But it has these <laughs> crazy characters and this crazy story about existential detectives uh, solving people's existential mysteries of life. Wow, <laughs> amazing! <laughs> this sounds actually kind of great. <laughs> but I, I do remember thinking but, that like there was a couple point. There were a couple of funny moments in the movie. It's, there's there's really very little comedy. But anytime that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, they should have more of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah there were some really good, too. funny moments. I was like, man, do more with that, you yeah. know? And like like I said, uh, like Hart Huckabee's actually had a lot more like humor, embraced mm. it all the way through, sort of embraced the absurdity of the situation. Yeah. And I felt like, I mean, this was trying to retell real events. So they're trying to like, I couldn't, so maybe they're trying too hard to hew, to make it a little too serious. And mm. and if they would have, you know, kind of, you know, been willing to be a little more flexible there, it, it could have, you know, even I could have enjoyed it a lot more, maybe. Yeah, because the characters were already a bit sort of, cartoonish or like caricatures almost right like yeah. in their in their especially jennifer lawrence's character oh, yeah, yeah for sure and so it's like yeah they, they kind of like wasted that like the scene where she is singing along to amazing uh, yeah. live and let die is great like yeah. that's so funny like yeah. i don't know they could have done they could have done a little more of that and i think it would have helped yeah so i mean i i i think it's it, it's worth seeing you know i think it's fun I, I don't know if you need to rush out to see it you know you don't necessarily see it in the theater but i think it's it's a good movie. I mean, it's well made. The acting is really good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see it in theaters, but I think it's like a reasonable thing to you know to rent or mm-hmm. watch on Netflix, something like that. I, I would say if I don't know, like it, it's sort of weird, I guess, because it's, it's the same leads and the same director. I like Silver Plenty, uh, uh, <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook, hundred percent more. Oh yeah, yeah. Please, if you haven't watched that, go out and watch that now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely before you watch this. Yeah. All right. Having not seen Silver Linings Playbook, I guess I need to go watch yes. it now yeah, so that I can compare it to this. No, I thought American Hustle was good. I think that if you like this kind of movie mm-hmm. about cons and heists or whatever, you won't be disappointed. But yeah. maybe don't maybe don't rush out and, you know, get in line to the movies to go see it. But you would definitely enjoy it. All right. That about does it for our show today. Uh, before we go on to spoilers, if you have any feedback, you can send that to us at feedback at lowerthorbit.fm. Or you can send it, find us on Twitter at lowerthshow. You can also find the show notes on our website at lowerthorbit.fm. And now on to the spoilers. Okay, now we're going to talk about spoilers. So the so bring back up the thing with Jennifer Lawrence's character, mm-hmm. Rosalind, I think was her name. Is that right? Oh, man. I, I think no so. Idea. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was Rosalind. So yeah. the, the thing, like, basically they were talking about how different characters kept talking about how he's uh, she was manipulating Christian Bale's character mm-hmm. and like he he shouldn't be in that relationship and he's better off with uh, Amy Adams character. And I, I just I just didn't see any evidence on screen of her doing anything wrong. I mean, or, or nothing extraordinarily long, you know, compared to the stuff that, you know, the mobsters and the FBI and like all that, you know, this which is up at 10 on the list of wrong things to be doing. Well, right? well, but, uh, but I think you said manipulative. She wasn't being manipulative. Well, okay, so yeah. so my, my highest, my my main comment is that of all the characters that we see on screen for any period of time, she seems to be the, the closest to a good person. And so it seems strange to me that they were basically commenting that she was some sort of bad person. And the second comment is, I didn't see, other than maybe just the slightest hint a couple times, I didn't really see a lot of strong evidence that suggested she was like, manipulative so maybe i missed it i'd be curious mm. what you guys think about that i don't know i did get the impression that she was manipulative manipulative i think that you know she knew christian bell's character well enough to know exactly how far she, she could go before he would leave and she would push him up to the line and then she would play on his emotions to get him to stay and she used the kid as a bargaining chip basically because she knows that he cares a lot about the boy mm-hmm. and so would always throw that out there to be like oh you can't leave you know because blah 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 
And like, I don't know. I think that she definitely like she would do stuff and then get away with it because she knew that she would be able to, you know, play on him in such a way that he wouldn't like freak out on her basically. Yeah. Like, well, like, what was just because what's like an example of something well, like, they, like they'd be in the bedroom and he was trying to convince her to do something. I forget what it was. You know, she starts like crying and then she starts and then, and then, you know, and then she starts like, then starts like seducing him and you just, like, just watch him go from like yeah. dominating the conversation to like melting in her hands yeah, and just, then he gives just, up on she it. She just plays each one of those well, emotions like cards. Like she's yeah. just got him and she just plays him out there because she knows that this strategy works uh, I don't her. know, but, but the thing he was trying to convince her was to go have a boyfriend and they're married. You know, so well, he's trying to get rid of her, and, but, she, and, but that's, and yeah. that's a horrible, but, irresponsible but he, way to but, do that. But, but he, he, like, I don't know, like, they're all bad people. But like, <laughs> like he clearly doesn't really want to be in this relationship yeah. anymore. Yeah, right. And it's pretty clear that he's like, he's not just putting out that vibe. He's he's told her, I don't want to be in this relationship yeah. anymore. Yeah, and she doesn't seem to really care about him in as much as she just needs him. To provide for her and the boy. I yeah, think. I mean, I mean, and she so has this she, lavish lifestyle in this huge yeah. house, and, and so she, she, like I said, she just goes right up to the line and knows that well, this is how much she can get away with before it'll become an issue. And when it does become an issue, she can cry, and then she can, you know, bat her eyelashes, and she can do this that, and the other thing, and she can get him to stay, even though he doesn't want to stay. And so mm-hmm. she's basically forcing him to do something that he really doesn't want to do, which is to stay in this relationship. And I think that her intentions may be not the worst. I'm not sure that they're great, you know, because she's definitely like convincing him to do something that he doesn't want to do. And it's like, well, it's probably better for the kid if he stays versus not stays. But I don't know. Overall, I think that she is not, she's not a great person. She's not the worst person in the movie, but yeah. I think she's a great person. I guess, I guess I just didn't, it, I mean, I mean, doesn't he acknowledge in one of the voiceovers that the only person who could con him was her? Was her. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Speaking of weird plot things, I, do you guys feel like it got resolved a little too neatly with the mob at the end? <laughs> yeah, what like, happened to Robert De Niro? I kind, of, I, kind of feel, I kind of feel like somebody was going to get whacked by the end of the movie, and everybody mm-hmm. came out alive, which seemed surprising. It was a little I don't strange. Know how they managed yeah. because it seemed like you know, regardless of whether or not, I mean, because I think that the implication we're supposed to get at the end is that oh, well, because the mob didn't get in any trouble. It's all cool. I'm like, but the impression I got from their conversations with the mob earlier was like, this casino thing's going to happen or you're dead. Yeah. Like, we're going to get all of our money, whether or not there's a deal to be had here. And the fact that they fooled them at all should have put them all in a dirt nap, right? Well, like, yeah. I so I, th- I think the thing that they were trying to suggest there was because, like, the order of events was this, this, this deal, fake deal went down. The stuff hit the, you know, the F hit the S, S hit the F. Yes, that one. Uh, and everything was on the news that, you know, everybody was getting taken down. The congressman was getting taken mm-hmm. down. And in that slice of time, the Robert De Niro's character realized, oh, that could have been me. And because that was not him and he recognized that he was not part of that deal on the books, that he's like, all right, well, <laughs> you know, I'm just happy to not be like arrested at this point. I, but it was it was very sort of. Yeah, I, not, think, a, I think a normal person had that thought process. Like yeah. a mobster would still kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite true. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was sort of weird because it was just they sort of dabbed in Robert De Niro's character. Yeah, and it was, and you get this like heaviness of oh yeah, like you're saying like something is going to go down. We are in serious trouble, and then he's gone, and that that was just I was like all right, yeah. Particularly that scene where they they had the the fake chic. Yes. Oh my and gosh. He, uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe they did that. I'm like, yeah. really? This is like the oldest like yeah. device like in the book. Even. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> This is a trope of the kind. Yes. He's a guy who's supposed to speak a language he doesn't speak. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and he's done it before. He in uh, uh, Meet the Fockers or whatever the, the other one was before that. He could speak Thai. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Uh, 
So okay. Now you've admitted you've seen Meet the Fuckers. No, no, no. Whatever the first one was, I couldn't. I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> meet, the meet, the, meet the parents. Thank yeah. you. Yes, exactly. Man, that's like a brand of comedy that I cannot handle. Like <laughs> it's like Ben Stiller's like shtick too. Ugh. It's like the. It's like just painful. It's like physically painful to watch because the whole concept is just let's put these characters in the most awkward yeah, possible yeah. situation. And yeah. I'm just like, and then you can see it a mile away. So the whole time oh, you're know. dreading it coming, and then it happens, and it's painful. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't. Yeah, it's it's awful. I, like break out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I feel like leave the room. Like can't watch this. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they didn't do any more of that than just this one scene in yes. this film. Although, what do you think of the, the telephone scene? Which one? Well, well, he like attacks his. I mean, there's a whole series of scenes with him oh, attacking God, his hilarious. boss. Yeah, I thought it yeah. was really funny. I hope that was supposed to be for comic effects. I laughed. I it's yeah, everyone was laughing in the theater I was in. Yeah, so yeah, I thought yeah. that was. I thought it was funny the way they they edited it though. The way that the, the yeah, yeah. The, the, with the, the boss patch, shows up yeah. and he's got the eye patch. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, and then it has like the, the, the little like. Two, three second flashbacks. That was <laughs> with the phone. That was one and of the best scenes. And they pull out the scenes. guns, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, here. That was one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah, it was for sure. Really well yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, Lucy K's character was actually pretty great. But the ice fishing story. Yeah, I love that. Know, there was no. Story. They never told it. And they never did finish it. That's great. I love that stuff. Where they come back. That was, that was my favorite part of it. I wish more of the had been like that. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just it was so sparsely sprinkled. Yeah, that's like very. It seems like Ocean Eleven's ish. Yeah, yeah. Does I, for that. sure had that same thing. Yeah, And where he like bust into the wrong office. I mean, even though that was one of the major that, plot, yeah. plot points it was still really funny where he was like I'm a divorce lawyer like I don't even know what, what yeah, but, yeah like that, that was really good yeah those kinds of like dramatic reveals I feel like are like just you know that's the bread and butter of a con movie right is the guy busts in the room and it's like not what he's expecting yeah, right yeah. like we actually didn't get there wasn't a, a lot, lot of that yeah there was movie. someone tweeted uh, maybe it was Matt Comey or somebody about how like oh you know American Hustle is just you know Ocean's Eleven in the 1970s mm-hmm. and it wasn't no, actually not at all you know um, no I didn't get that at all I mean there was the Hint of that, yeah. But and I, I kind of wanted that, but it's definitely not what the film was. I feel like Ocean's Eleven. Part of it is that, or the whole Ocean series is like half of the movie is them planning to do the heist, yeah, right. And then at the very end, they actually go do it, and of course everything goes wrong, and they have to improvise. But like most of the movie is them prepping for it, right? Yeah. And this is not the case at all. I mean, this in this movie, it seems like the whole thing is happening. The heist starts like practically scene one, and then the whole thing is them just improvising, trying to keep this train going and not all get killed or arrested. Right? Yeah, I mean, with various flashbacks. So they fill in how they got to the situation yeah. in the first place. Which uh, I was going to say, the mayor actually probably is the good person in the entire story. Yeah, no, he That's probably, probably was. true. Yeah, yeah. But I think that was that was actually was part of the problem was that like so much of the film was about trying to take down this guy who had the best intentions, right? Yeah. Which and so it was like really hard for me to, and, and hard for me to sort of root for the characters when they were like, no, no, no he's a good guy. Why are we taking him down? You know, <laughs> and Bradley and Bradley Cooper, who's sort of like ostensibly the good guy, is like head of the bad guy. Like he's not there to like really like get rid of you know to fight crime. He's there to like you know, get a name, make a name for himself. Yeah, you know, and he's entrapping and- these these you know these government officials who. We have the best in, or not the best intentions, but they have some kernel of good intentions to some of the shady things they're doing, you mm-hmm. know, which I think is actually part of the real like the real life you know, FBI bust. Well, later on, like part of the part of the reasons why it was sort of noteworthy was mm-hmm. that there was some soul searching, I guess, afterwards because they basically entrapped a bunch of senators. And so it was like, well, you actually put these, you know, you very carefully crafted situations for these senators to, to fall into, you know, right. with these deals they couldn't quite pass up. And it's like, is that really actually is that even legal? Yeah. Is it? Is it? Well, it's called entrapment, and yeah. it's not legal. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, it's one of the things where it's like, is it law enforcement's job to create ethical dilemmas? Yeah, where exactly. There are no because that seems kind of wrong. Yeah. Like, do you want to like you know save your economy or you know like <laughs> this? But you know, or leave people in a bind? All I have to do is take a little bit of money under the, 
just, the, just a little bribe and yeah. then the greater good. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's like, that's not fair. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> so. How, so how much of this is true? How much of the story is based on actual events? I have absolutely so, no idea. So the, there was a, there was a, like the, what was the name of the, the name of the, um, like Arab something was like that was an actual like FBI program in in this in the seventies some 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 offensive you know acronym <laughs> that had Arab in it that involved the sheik I think and and then and, and they basically trapped some some senators and con- or various people in Congress not there were senators but some government officials and they went to jail got it um, and then there was some fall afterwards where FBI itself was quite in question for basically how they arrived at this, at this point. So I think that's true. I, I don't. I think all the specific details are all have all been changed to fit the movie. Yeah. But the broad strokes, I think, actually occurred. So do you think that the the aspect of the FBI basically reaching out to actual con artists to help them do this? I don't I know if that part was true or not. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I would have guessed that like all of the like the relationship drama and like all that stuff is clear, clearly invented for the script. But like the actual, the you know, the whole gist of we're going to sting all of these people. You know, for corruption was probably the true yeah. part. You know, so. I'm, I'm sure Wikipedia has all the details. I, I, I have not read the Wikipedia page on this. I just we can we can just read the Wikipedia. Yes. Page. <laughs> as, uh, Let us Google this for you. Yes. We, we know that it's, it's riveting. Listen, the people googling things podcast. <laughs> Most of us. What is Justin going to Google this one? <laughs> Some we have no idea. And the occasional. Hmm. <laughs> That's oh. interesting. <laughs> Um, so the one, the one thing I was going to ask, cause Steve, you often, often cited that one of your favorite or one of your favorite metrics for how good a story is, is how predictable it is. Do you feel like the story was predictable or not predictable? Cause I felt it wasn't, I, I, I was not able to predict the story. So that, that was good. I mean, so again, it, that comes back to the fact that like by most measures of why I like movies, I should have really liked this movie. Yeah, I felt the same way. Except I for the fact that it was really long. Like, which, I mean, that, that's usually a negative in it, in it you know, yeah. but... Uh, I mean, by everything else, like I, I thought, I really should have liked it, and then I came out of the theater like, you yeah, know, I'm like not way. not yeah. really like wanting to watch it again, or yeah. you know, yeah, I I had exact. I'm glad I wasn't the only person that felt that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely mean, checked my watch like, like once or twice. During yeah, the no, I was like, oh, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, it was like, oh, this, this is how it's going to end. I guess this is how it could end. Nope, nope, still going, still going. <laughs> Maybe like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like four <laughs> <times>. <laughs> there's so many endings. Which one's the ending? Yeah, it, it surprises me. This is like such a has so much like Oscar buzz, you know. I know. I mean, maybe, I, well, maybe it's because it has all the all has all the ingredients. And everyone's like, "Well, this looks like an Oscar movie." I mean, on paper. I, yes. <laughs> well, in, fair, in fairness, though, it, even even if everything we've said about the movie is true, they could still win for best actor. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they they could totally win for best. Yeah, for. I could say probably all the acting categories: best, yeah. best actor, best supporting actor, best actress, best supporting actress. All the performances were phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Just based on its credentials, it should be you know great or awesome, but it's only good. Yeah, and not to say it's a bad movie, but it's not you know given all the things about it, it ought to be a slam dunk. It's yeah, and particularly given not. David O. Russell's you know pedigree of previous films, yeah. you know like which I thought were all be- at least of the two that I've seen were both you know considerably better than this one. You know, it seems so so odd that given this. Set up and all these actors and all the you know this all this stuff that it he wasn't able to turn into a, a better movie. Yeah. Well, with Silver Linings Playbook though, you you want them to succeed. Like there, there's like a personal element. Like you, you know, there, I, there's there's positive well, feelings associated well, with the characters. I, I, I wanted to want people on this movie to succeed, <laughs> but but I didn't want them to succeed. I didn't I didn't care if they succeeded. You know, I wasn't. It's, it's their petty little things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. well, if they. So I wonder. The, you talked earlier really about uh, House of Cards. I don't know if maybe you want to like hash out like why is it that 
House of Cards, which has equally or even more despicable characters who have even worse motivations. Oh, yeah. They do much do, worse things. Who do worse things to each other. Yeah. Why is that so much fun to watch? People and say it's so much more compelling. People say the same thing about Breaking Bad, and which is something I've never watched, basically because it doesn't look like my thing. And every everybody I've talked to has seen it. You know, I kind of said, well, it, it just seems like bad people doing bad things all the time. And they're like, no, yeah, that's pretty much right. Yeah. Yeah. Is but that, somehow that's really, somehow that can, that can be really compelling to watch. And so yeah. why is it the case that this isn't like what, I wonder what specifically it is that yeah. makes it different. That's what I've been struggling with, you know, and I'm like, well, maybe it's, maybe it's because like in some, in my mind, I sort of imagine that in reality, like this is actually how like the government works. Probably, you know, probably no one's really quite so efficient as, you know, Francis <laughs> Underwood is in getting things done. And maybe, maybe they are. I don't know. I don't, know. Um, don't think about it. <laughs> but then again, like this is all, but then this story is based on like, you know, supposedly real events. And yeah. so like, well, this largely could have happened. So although it, again, it felt kind of cartoonish, so I didn't really buy into it completely. Yeah. Did, um, like, do you, are you ever rooting for the characters in House of Cards? Like, is yeah, it, totally. I think it goes back and forth though. I yeah, no, like, yeah. There's some, parts, there's some, there's some parts where I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, <gasps> no, you did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then I, like, I, I told you and I, not to do that. And I like I hate them for a little bit, but then like they're just it, their schemes are so brilliant, and I just like sometimes I just want them to succeed in these you know, so, brilliant plots. Yeah. I guess I need to see this now. I haven't seen it. House of Cards is really good. Is it a TV forget, series? Do you have a Netflix description? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Netflix original, so it's yeah. Yeah, season one came out last spring. Season two is coming out in February. February? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um, yeah, it's one of those, I didn't expect to like it, and then Lori wanted to watch it, and so I was like, okay, we'll watch it. And then I, I, you know, I hooked in spite of myself, and, and, and in spite of these various points where, like, I really didn't, like, wasn't rooting for them. But then somehow I switched back, you know, again every time. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 I'm sort of struggling as to why. Yeah, you know why I am rooting for them, yeah. <laughs> despite what they're doing, <laughs> no, and they don't even have good not, motivations. Yeah. I mean, they like they have very petty motivations. Oh, they, absolutely. They just want you know, power and prestige, right? You know, yeah. But well, yeah, but I, it's just it's so hard because there's not just like some like you know sign you can just point to like that right there like that plot device or that character that whatever like it's hard to say what makes one so much uh so much more watchable than the other you know yeah i'm curious so on paper i i would not you know if you, if you, got, if you got a couple of sentence description of these characters mm-hmm. they would sound like bad guys yeah you know, they kind of are. which they kind of are. Yeah. Do you, do you think <laughs> but they wouldn't sound like protagonists. They would sound like the sure. antagonists, but yeah. they are clearly the protagonists of yeah. the series. Yeah, sure. Do you think it, it is there anything that might have to do with the fact that when we see it as a TV series, you get to sort of know the people more than you can do in sort of a two hour movie? Might, might be part of it. Perhaps? I think I think that's part, I think yeah. part of it. Yeah. That's what that's that's one thing I think is interesting versus a TV show versus a movie is that movies get a lot more prestige, I think, in terms of like. You know, oh, well, it's a movie, not just some TV show. And, right. like, you know, everybody kind of feels that way. But, you know, a movie, yeah, if it gets to be more than, like, two or three hours, people are, like, you know, getting ready to go. And like, come on, we got things to do here. But, like, with a TV series, hundreds of hours probably, you know, over the course of many seasons. Like, Well, I think part of that is, I mean, it used to be that TV was sort of a, a dirty word because the production values were low and the writing was not great. Yeah. But that changed with Mad Men, you know, and everything that's followed since. So I think now... You know, they're kind of, it, it's a different thing. You you get potentially a higher budget, more condensed story with possibly bigger name actors in a movie, but you might get a more broad kind of vision of things, like Game of Thrones would be yeah. a really good example. You might ultimately get a more stronger resonation with something like that because you have time to get to know all these people and you, you see them come in and out. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I think also TV has more recently found a better balance. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the it's not just Batman, but it's just in many ways, it's the HBO model of like, let's not do 24 episodes. 
Let's just let's do like thirteen. Let's just come the same amount of material, or you know, or you know, like a the best you know thirteen episodes worth of material into yeah, a yeah. season, and then let's put a really great story instead of you know have these really long seasons like Lost used to always like have to, have to tap dance throughout the middle <laughs> half of the season because like because well too much we're not ready run out. yeah we're not ready to get to this finale yet but we need to keep going so let's just do a bunch of you know, random stuff and monster of the weeks you know until we yeah. get closer to the end that we can pick up with our plot threads yeah and so I think maybe TV I mean people say it's the golden era of television but maybe it's because the format has sort of found you know kind of the right balance between you know. You know, it's more than two or three hours because so you can you still have the ability to kind of you know build up much more complex characters you know over a longer period of time, but it's not so long that you are starting to stuff in filler. Although, you know? yeah. ironically, the thing you're talking about right now is not even a TV show. What is House of Cards? Right? It's on Netflix. Well, it's, it's, a, I mean, well, it's the, a TV show by the definition of it's, it's a episodes. series. It's, just, it's the same same way an album an album is an, still an album if it's only released on iTunes and not in a physical format, right? Just just the delivery mechanism. Saying, I think it's interesting that if you know if you say it's the golden age of television, maybe what we're saying is it's the golden age of sort of the series, right? Yeah, like, the serialized because televi- or serialized visual dramas, right? Some yeah. form of to say it's literally like television as in radio waves that come to your TV. Probably not true, or well, even cable, but yeah. like. To say well, because they've, they've I, I don't know, I mean, I haven't seen House of Cards, but are they exactly like TV size? Do yeah. they fit Actually, the format? Well, House of Cards not is... entirely. I mean, they do in the sense that, like, each one has its own little plot arc. I mean, they're not entirely self-contained, you know? But, and they have, like, you know, the intro at the beginning, that's always the same. But, like, you know, unlike a traditional TV station, Netflix doesn't have to, you know, hit the 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. time exactly. slot. And so the episodes actually aren't all the same length. They're all roughly yeah, they're all they're roughly, roughly, roughly forty five minutes to an hour, yeah. but the, but they vary, you know, by a whole fifteen minutes. Although I guess HBO's done this for a long time too. Like I, you know, like the, the Wire, like I don't know, first of watching that, like which aired, you know, on cable, mm-hmm. it has wildly different, you know, uh, durations for yeah. episodes. Some will be like forty five minutes, some will be like an hour and fifteen minutes, like yeah. massively different durations. Mm-hmm. And it's not commercials because HBO doesn't have commercials, yeah. right? So yeah. I just think it's interesting because like. Because you know, would would this show? I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But would this show have made it onto a network? Or is Netflix able to enable... And there's another one, like Lilyhammer is well, another one. Yeah, the thing that's interesting about House of Cards, House of Cards was pitched to networks, and Netflix kind of was a dark horse candidate that came in and snatched it up at the last second. So it was yeah. supposed to be broadcast on TV. Yeah, it, it feels like just like... To my, to my point of yeah. view, exactly like something you would see on HBO. Yeah, like more so than say Arrested Development, which was developed for Netflix, mm-hmm. and it has like even more vastly different like episode lengths. Like some episodes, right. episodes are like 20, 20 minutes, some are like forty five minutes. Yeah. Like you know, literally twice as long as another episode. You know, right. to its detriment, I think. I think they they. You know, like creativity often flourishes under constraints, and they had no constraints, and so they, you know, like often had episodes that were just like way too, clearly way too long and full of scenes that should have been cut way down. But they're like, well, we don't have to cut them, so <laughs> leave them all in, you know. <laughs> but House of Cards doesn't really. I mean, maybe the new season will take advantage of the fact that they're on Netflix more in some way, but it didn't really uh, for this so, one. So I know you've seen Orange Is the New Black. Have you watched any Orange? I haven't seen either of those. No. So which, that- which one should I see more? By the way. I'm tempted to go House of Cards. Would you rather see something serious or funny? Because Orange is the New Black is more funny. Okay. And House of Cards is more serious. Not to say they don't each have their own moments, but... I think it's serious done well will tend to resonate with me more long term than House of Comedy. Okay. But I recommend them both. Yeah, that was good. All right. So... I don't know the story on that one. Was that the same sort of thing where it was pitched to like HBO and Showtime and all those guys and they passed or Netflix outbid them or was it totally original? I, I don't actually know. Yeah. Cause I'd be curious to know because there's a few that are definitely totally original. Like I think Lilyhammer is totally original. Mm-hmm. I don't think that yeah, they, I don't think they snagged that from anybody. 
I haven't watched it. I haven't heard of anybody who's watched it. I, it seems completely off the radar for me. Yeah, I only recently even heard it. Heard of it. Like, it's been out for like two years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? oh, it's yeah. been out for a long time, and it's still yeah. going. Yeah, and that's the th- and that's the thing that kind of troubles me about it too is that it's like, well, you know, and maybe it's just because it's their first one. Cause I think it was their first one. If it's from whole cloth for Netflix, it, would it actually be as good? Like, are the ones that are popular are the ones that were destined for cable and then sort of got sidetracked into Netflix? Which is fine if they can keep doing that, but it's just sort of like, you know, are they still sort of building up their machinery for doing? It's this? hard to say. I think we need more data points. Yeah. Know? Well, they've, so right now they've got Lily Hammer, which has been going on for a yeah. while. House of Cards, yeah. Orange is the New Black. Hemlock Grove, which I watched one episode of and heard realized of that. that I am not a 14-year-old girl, so this is not, <laughs> this is not a TV show for me. Now you're telling us? Exactly. I have a confession. <laughs> um, what's the other original? There's another original, isn't there? I mean, there was Rest of Development. But... Oh, there's, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Which also started Life on regular TV journal. Yeah, maybe. I should. Well, right. we didn't really review House of Cards. Maybe I should watch. How many episodes? There's 13 in yeah. the first season? Hmm, we could review that. Yeah, we could I review it re- right in time for the new season, so then people will know whether they should... You know, mm. it would be worth, you know, starting this whole thing. We should find out when the new season starts. Or we could review the new season, too. And That's true, because the other thing they do, Netflix does, that TV stations don't do, is they release the whole season on day one. Uh, yeah. So it's, on February, whatever, all 13 episodes will come out at the same instant, and you can just watch. So you should start watching yeah. season one now. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll be ready, you know, on February 1st or whatever to... Pick up season two. I started watching Warm Bodies. Should we just way. plan on binge watching? Where it's like, just block <laughs> just block out 14 <laughs> hours. 13 hours of movies, or watching TV. One hour of bathroom breaks. It's like watching all the Lord of the Rings extended editions back to back. Oh, oh can't, even, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Man. I actually kind of liked those movies, but... All right. Not, not kind of. I did like those movies. I thought they were good. But I know not everybody feels that way. But Oh, you didn't like uh, them? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't hate them. It's just <laughs> I watched them in one setting. Yeah, and it was too long. Oh, well, and so like you know, I was just like, I, mean, I think if I had watched them like at more or less a miniseries format, like an hour at a time, yeah. I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But I got halfway through it, and I was I was done, and then the movie kept going for another yeah. you know fifteen hours of my life or something like that. It's like <laughs> if you watch them over the course of a week, that's yeah. much better than yeah. watching them on one setting. Exactly. In some ways, they're actually better than the books because like. Better for worse, Tolkien actually was not very great at putting the plot together in a way that would hold your interest as you were reading it. Like, no, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of crap in the books. Yeah, I mean, like you're you're like in reading the first book and you're like a third of the way through, and what are they doing? They're like stuck in a tree. Why is there a tree? <laughs> I don't know. Because they like walk through this tree and then they have to like get out of this tree and they're in this stupid tree for like twenty pages or something like that. And does this tree have anything to do with any of the rest of the books or anything at all? No. Is there any character development happen with the tree? No, nothing. They're just in this stupid tree for on on on. I mean, you could just cut it completely out yeah. and. Would had a much better book. It's yeah. just full of stuff like well, that. You, they say you the, write about what you know. <laughs> At some point, you stuck in a tree. <laughs> oh, man. The Two Towers is the one that got changed the most, I think, because in the book, the climax happens in the middle. And then the re- other half of the book is like Frodo and Sam just like wandering about the <laughs> like, no, Remember the time we were stuck in no the tree? Way. That was awesome. <laughs> was so and, you know, the movie was like, no, 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 well, I'll show you a thing or two about a plot. And then they, like, actually, actually intermix those two storylines so that the big climactic battle actually happens at the end of the movie, not the middle. It's like, oh, someone who knows how this works. <laughs> we love our Tolkien listeners. <laughs> All right. I think uh, we've reviewed enough <laughs> things that are not uh, American Hustle. <laughs> oh, by the way, I meant to say one, meant to, to mention one thing that I, I I found I saw somewhere. I forget what it was, um, but the original title of American Hustle. Did you guys hear what this was? No. The original title, which proposed by David O. Russell, Christian Bale's Come Over, <laughs> would have been great. What do you guys think that's going to beat that? 
It was well. The original title was American Bullshit. Wow, mm. that, I thought it's actually more appropriate. That actually, would have been pretty great. I wonder yeah. if that's the the director's cut will say that on the box. Yeah. yeah. Well, the box will come with those cardboard sleeves. Yeah, exactly. The cardboard yeah. sleeves is American Hustle, and you pull it out, it says American Bullshit. Yes. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Actually, that would have been actually would have been a much better title. Yeah. In a lot of ways. For our listeners, we're currently looking at it multiple Wikipedias <laughs> at the same time. Steve and Justin are furiously looking it up on their phones. <laughs> Steve just scrolled. Well, they have a, quite a lot of series on here. <laughs> well, only three have been renewed. House of Cards, Hemlock Grove, oh, and Orange is the New Black. Oh, you're looking at Netflix, I'm going to Fascinating sounds of people looking at things on their phones. Did Amy Adams win something? I know Amy Adams was in it, and Christian Bale oh, was in oh, it. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, like this movie has all the same actors, all his, all his previous movies, just now yeah. in a, should, together in a new movie. You should mention that. I think okay. that's interesting. Because that, usually that happens because they work really well together. Yeah. It's like the Wes Anderson effect, you know? Yeah. And isn't she, <laughs> is, isn't she in the... Is this phenomenon actually called the Wes Anderson effect, where a, oh, bunch, of, where no a, bunch, where a bunch of actors appear in I, all the same movies I, I, together? I think there's 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 like many things that could be considered the Wes Anderson effect. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many effects that go on in all of his movies. Serena. This could be considered a a, a Wes Anderson effect. Yes, yes. one of many yeah. among the Wes Anderson. <laughs> They're effects. both in. Right, test one, two, three. Try again. Check, check, one, two, check, check. <laughs> I'm really trying to hear that as a rap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're gonna mix a list yeah. together. <laughs> check, check. One, one, two. Testing. Kerbal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's awesome. That's a sweet avatar, by the way. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our review. Uh, now we're gonna go over to the spoilers in just a minute. Um, but before we do that, if you have any feedback for us, you can send, it, send that to. At lowearthorbit.fm. Nope, not that one. Try it again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. The secret mail. <laughs> We'd be feedback with comments. <laughs> ah, feedback. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> flooded with comments. It's amazing. All of my mail filters will break. The tidal wave of fan mail that I would receive. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, all right, so that about wrap, that wraps up our review. <laughs> <Let's try again>. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to hold that in. Okay. Um, okay. All right, that about does it for our review. Uh, before we go on to spoilers, if you have any feedback, you can send that to feedback at lowearthorbit.fm or send it or reply on Twitter at lowearthshow. Oh, Jesus. And the thing I always forget, are we <laughs> saying the ra- show, notes. Show, notes. show notes? I always think the ratings on iTunes, but I'm like, no, wait, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Like, what, there's, what is the last thing? Did you, did you listen to the outtakes? There was a whole series of outtakes. Oh, that, my gosh, the outtakes. You-, you, should, you should listen to just the outtakes for, which one was it? Uh, it was, no, uh, Mr. Banks. Because he kept forgetting Mr. Banks. With, he kept forgetting the name of Mr. Just, Banks. I'll, I'll find, <laughs> that was great. I'll just, I'll just find the time you should just fast forward to and just listen to the outtakes because they are a riot. Anyway, okay, so... <laughs> feedback at low earth orbit low earth show on twitter and you know go to the website if you want to check out the show notes yeah should we just splice it together should we just record each one as a, <laughs> it would probably be tape? more effective well, whatever but... you want to do just try to do it straight out because i'm sure you can do it uh, <laughs> now you've <laughs> no pressure at all steve you can't possibly no one, fail again <laughs> no one in the history of the show has been able to do this straight out if you can do this <laughs> <laughs>